Enneagram wings. What are they? Well, let's get into it. Your Enneagram wing is either directly to the left or to the right of your primary Enneagram type, keeping in mind that the nine Enneagram types are located around a circle like a clock. So for example, I'm a type one. That means I can either have a two wing or a nine wing. Your wing is not your second highest score that you got on an Enneagram test if you took one. Although sometimes your wing can test as your second highest score. Usually takes a pretty self-aware person to get it that high, but it can happen. A lot of people ask if you can have both wings equally, sort of like being ambidextrous, but you'll almost always lean one direction more than the other. And I bet if you share the two different wing descriptions with your friends and family, they can usually tell which wing type you're more like. There is a theory that we switch wings as we get older. And I've actually found this to be true for a lot of people, including myself. When I was younger, I leaned heavily into my helper two wing. And a one wing two is called the advocate. I was a super religious evangelical kid who wanted to serve, 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 and confront people directly about the ways I thought they should change. But eventually, I just got burned out and realized that I was trying to help people without actually loving them. So in my old age, I've felt a shift over to my nine wing, where I'm far more motivated to find inner peace and acceptance, and I'm far less motivated to take on people as projects and play the savior role in their life. I think most people switch wings in a similar attempt to improve themselves and eliminate some of the more unhelpful patterns of their youth. Here's another important aspect of your Enneagram wings. Your wing is technically a subtype of your primary personality. Think of it like flavors. Are you a spicy two or a sweet two? Not all twos are the same, and a two wing one has a vastly different flavor than a two wing three. So your wing will account for many of the ways you look and feel different than people with your same personality type. I have two really close friends who are both type four individualists, but one has a three wing and the other has a five wing. Individualists already feel like they're an individual, but this feeling is amplified when they meet other fours. So when I told my friend who was a four wing five that she was the same Enneagram type as my other friend who was a four wing three, her immediate reaction was, oh, no way, I'm nothing like him. And to some degree, she's not. Her five wing describes a natural creative introversion, while his three wing describes a natural creative extroversion. So her tendency is to take her deep, dark emotions into her room where she can cocoon for several days at a time, while he takes his deep, dark emotions on stage to perform for an audience. And these leanings described by the wings make people seek out vastly different experiences than people of the same exact Enneagram type. So like I said, your wing adds a lot of unique flavor to the way you will express your core identity. Now, I'll have a whole other episode on each of the different Enneagram wings for every personality type, so be sure to check it out once it's live and see which of the wing descriptions you most identify with because it may be the key to accepting other people who say they have the same personality type as you but behave incredibly different. Okay, last thing I'll say about the wings is that they demonstrate how important and how intentional the placement of each personality type is on the Enneagram shape. The brilliant minds that created the Enneagram understood that some personality types are more closely related than others, and certain behaviors are linked to certain clusters of personalities. When I first studied the Enneagram, I had a ton of questions like, well, why isn't type two the investigator rather than the helper? How did they determine what number to give each personality type? And there are about a thousand answers to that question. As you listen to more of these episodes and do your own research on the Enneagram, you'll see that there is a whole psychological and spiritual network of theories that determines the placement and relationship between each of the nine types. But that's enough for now. 
I hope you enjoyed this brief overview on the Enneagram wings. And if you did, please like, share, and subscribe. As always, I'm your host, Colton Simmons, and I'll see you next time on You've Got a Type.